Hey everybody, it's Natalie, host of the podcast and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC. I know here is where you usually hear an ad for Anchor, but I wanted to let you know that you too can have your business advertised on my podcast. Spots start for as low as $3 a pop. So if you go to the link that I always tell you guys about, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can book your advertising spot today. Enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Okay, Kimberlyn's a Zeta. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to a little bit late edition of NPL Legal Dish. We had some technical difficulties, but we are on still on Tuesday night. I hope you have had a wonderful Tuesday. Um, this is my nightly live broadcast, if you're new, where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner of Consulting LLC. What that means, this is the time to be silly busy peach. What that means is, um, I help you get your business paperwork together. I help you, you know, if you need help with getting an EIN number, registering with the state, making sure you have operating agreements, contracts, brand protection, hiring employees, all that foundational stuff that most people don't think is too exciting. I'm actually pretty good at it. And I help you get, I help you get your stuff together. Um, if you want to work with me to get your business off the ground for 2020 or get that business to the next level for 2020, make sure that you, uh, either, uh, well, actually, make sure that you go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. There you can do three things. You can book a free 15-minute consultation with me if you are a first-time client. You can download my free business launch cheat sheet that will help you get your dream business started in seven days or less. And you can get an invitation to my virtual vision board party. It's really hard to achieve your goals if you don't, you know, have concrete goals set and a strategy to achieve them. So this vision board party, we're going to look at the things that we accomplished and we're going to set our goals for the coming year and come up with strategies and affirmations to help us, you know, accomplish them and, you know, just support each other as a community. So if you want to join us for the party, um, go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and sign up. Okay. So that's enough of my intro. We're going to get into the crux of the show. If you're new, the way the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories that I've found that I think are interesting that can teach us lessons about business, and we talk about it. We talk about it. So this is not just me talking at you. We are talking together. It's a discussion. That's why I'm going to ask you to. I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you to put, you know, emojis in the boxes. If you have questions of your own or comments of your own. Feel free to drop them. This is your time to, you know, just let it fly, you know, as long as you are in order and you stay on topic, okay? So, um, the you can see the title of the show is Five Beta Phony. That is the second story that we are going to cover. I want to give, hi, good hair, good body. I want to give you guys some time to still share this out to your black Greek friends. So we are going to cover a quick story ahead of time, all right? So the first story that we are covering is a sports story. Is anybody in the audience a fan of the 49ers? If anybody here is a fan of the 49ers, give me a 49 in the comments. Or if you're a Patriots fan, <clears throat> give me a TB for Tom Brady. <laughs> 
But don't. I'm just kidding. But um, yes, if you know who the 49ers are, give me a 49 in the comments. So we're going to move on with this story, all right? So 49ers, they are a professional football team, the San Francisco 49ers, all right? They have a quarterback named Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, coincidentally, oh, they did cap dirty. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. Um, but that is not my realm of expertise. That is another conversation for another day. Thank you for the 49, LaTanya. So Jimmy Garoppolo, he is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And coincidentally, he was mentored by the great Tom Brady for all you Patriots haters out there. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo um, has filed a trademark for the phrase it feels great baby um, apparently he led them to a 13 and 3 record uh, and when he, when they were interviewing him about uh, you know what it felt like with this record he said it feels great baby so he has now filed trademarks for the phrase he has 6 trademarks filed including one for clothing and one for a TV show. So this is a great example of capitalizing on something that, you know, you've made your own. Think about Megan the Stallion and Hot Girl Summer. All over the place we heard Hot Girl Summer, you know, and it, she really made it a movement and she trademarked it and she got it. So when you have something that is so closely associated with you, you want to protect it as soon as possible. That's unlike... Mike Ingram that we talked about yesterday with the Baltimore Ravens and Big Trust, they may have waited a little too long and let, gave somebody time. Another guy filed an application for the trademark for Big Trust, and now they got to fight, okay? So, this is just a, 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 a caution, not a cautionary tale, but just kind of an example of what you should do when, you know, you, you strike gold and you, you got something that you can really capitalize on. Make sure that you trademark that, okay? If you don't have the, the money for the trademark application at the time, make sure that you are at least using the, the letters TM. The, um, put them tiny letters TM in the upper right-hand corner of your logo or your business name or your, you know, your slogan so people know that, hey, people in your industry, you tell them, hey, I'm not registered yet. It's not my registered trademark yet, but this is my mark and I'm working on it. That's what that TM means, right? It doesn't mean that you have a legal trademark, but it does tell your industry this is something that I'm using to represent my brand, all right? So, uh, thank you, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, all right, now we are going to talk about the Phi Beta Sigma story. If y'all are ready for the Phi Beta Sigma story, give me a, what was it, give me a PBS. Give me a PBS in the comments if you're ready for the Phi Beta Sigma story. And tag a Sigma in, and tag a Sigma in your comments, okay? So, let's get right to it. As we can see, the title of the show is Phi Beta Phony. So there is an Instagram account, thank you for the PBS Busy Peach, and they also have a website called Watch the Yard. And they report on all things about black Greek life. Um, thank you for the PBS, good hair, good body. And they did a story, thank you for the PBS, Latanya Williams. They did a story not too long ago about some pants that were being sold on Ralph Lauren's French website. Now, these pants were being sold for about, for 299 euros and 99 euro cents. I don't know what euro cents are called. 
which equates to about 335 36 American dollars. So Ralph Lauren was selling these $336 pants on their French website. Here's the problem. On the pants, they have the, lo- the, the, um, the Greek letters for Phi Beta Sigma, including the year that, you know, they were founded. Uh, no, that's not the year they were founded. Um, they have the, the logos for Phi Beta Sigma all over the pants. Phi Beta Sigma's colors, if I am not mistaken, are blue and white. However, Ralph Lauren, in this case, decided to make the Phi Beta colors red and black for these pants. Not only did they have the Phi Beta Sigma um, Greek letters, they also had what looked like um, the the symbol for Masons, but instead of that Mason symbol, it had a P in it, okay? Um, watch the yard, this, this website, this blog, yes, it does look like the Mason symbol. They contacted Ralph Lauren's people and were like, this is, this belongs to a black Greek organization. It is a protected mark. What are you doing? Ladies and, um, good hair, good body said, did they wash and iron themselves? Oh, the pants. I've seen pants for way more. I feel like that's like mid range, especially for Ralph Lauren. So, Watch the Yard, not Phi Beta Sigma. Watch the Yard, which is kind of like, I guess, they're kind of the watchdog for, you know, black Greek organizations, black Greek life. They contacted um, Ralph Lauren and was like, girl, what is you doing? And Ralph Lauren, they took the pants down. They issued an apology. They said it was a mistake. Um, You can no longer find the pants on the French website. And they said that they have reached out to the Phi Beta Sigma organization. I don't know what they're reaching out to them about for. I don't know. Um, but there has been no lawsuit filed as of yet, right? But what I wanted to bring this case to you to talk about is, um, now, black Greek organizations or any Greek organizations, um, they ha- they are very protective of their marks. They do not want anybody out here wearing their marks. Um, Busy Peach said they need to send revenue to PBS. Well, that depends, um, and... and that's what we're going to discuss, right? Look, I remember I was in Florida and I saw, no, it wasn't Florida. Where was I? I think I was in Boston. What, so I was somewhere, it was during my, my schooling years. And uh, this girl was holding, um, you know, a jacket for her friend's mom or something. And it was like an AKA jacket. And her auntie or her somebody in her family was a Delta and saw her holding it and flung it out of her hands (laughs) and said, what are you doing? Black Greeks, black Greek organizations are very high. The AOB 21, they are very protective of their marks. They don't like, if you are not, if you have not crossed, if you are not a fraternity member or a sorority member, you're not supposed to be wearing their marks. Imagine if someone saw, you know, I don't know, a French person, walking down the street with some Phi Beta Sigma pants in the wrong colors. There would be some questions, right? As well, the Phi Beta Sigma um, letters, Hydro, Drew Nomad Queen, those symbols, they are not there for general use. Most Greek organizations have trademarks on their symbols. They are associated with their organizations. So Ralph Lauren, you can't just come here and take people's marks. But my question to you about this case is, do you think it was really a mistake by Ralph Lauren? 
in an industry where trademark and copyright infringement is so rampant and designers are very protective of their marks, particularly one as bit with as big a name as Ralph Lauren, do you really think it was a mistake or do you think A, they got lazy or B, they thought they could get away with it because they didn't sell it on the American website, they only sold it on the French website and they inverted the colors and try to do some weird stuff. So what do you think was on Ralph Lauren's mind when they were promoting these pants? Busy Peach, what are you saying nope to? Um, can you be, what is, what are you saying B to? Give me some specifics. I want y'all to type this in. Because sometimes I ask questions, I can't remember the options I gave. My mind, you know, I'm getting older. It's going, so y'all got to remind me. So you're, you're saying they're either lazy or they thought they could get away with it. Let me know what you think, okay? I personally think that Ralph Lauren thought that they could get away with it. Look, I don't usually get super political on this um, broadcast. However, um, the second option, they tried to get away with it. However, I find that there is a pattern of people, um, you know, looking to African-American culture or, you know, the culture, the cultures of people of color and using them to make money without, you know, providing, without asking permission, without doing it the right way. This is not something new. This is something that has been happening. It happens in music. We just talked about yesterday, Miley Cyrus having to settle a case with a reggae artist. Katy Perry had to settle a case with an African-American gospel artist. Robin Thicke got sued by Marvin Gaye's family for, for you know, misappropriating, uh, you know, the tune from Blurred Lines. I think that this was along the lines of what was going on with Ralph Lauren. They were just like, well, nobody's really going to notice because we're just going to sell it on a French website and we're going to sell it, change the color. Kimberlyn Faulkner said, it shows the company's lack of diversity, but they wanted to see what they could get away with. And Sigma shut it down quickly. Actually, I don't think it was Sigma. It was this, organ- this, this um, I don't know if they're a blog or whatever they do, but they're called Watch the Yard because they were the ones who approached Ralph Lauren first. Um, now Ralph Lauren has since said that they have reached out to the Sigmas. I don't know what that means. I don't know if Ralph Lauren's going to make a donation or whatever, but what do you think should happen here? Right? Let's just say that watch the yard got to Ralph Lauren before they sold one pair of pants. Let's say they didn't sell one pair of these five beta, beta Sigma pants. Do you think that there should be some punishment for Ralph Lauren? And if so, what do you think should happen? right? Now, while you guys give me your thoughts on that, um, oh, Phi Beta Sigma issued a cease and desist? Okay, then that must be an update, because that wasn't in the stuff that I read. Thank you for updating me, okay? This is why I need y'all in the Black Greek life to let me know, right? Okay, so, I'm sorry. Okay, so Busy Peach said that there should be some, some type of recompense to Phi Beta Sigma. What do you think Phi Beta Sigma should get from Ralph Lauren? What do you think Ralph Lauren owes to Phi Beta Sigma under the assumption that they did not sell any of these pants? Now, if they did sell some of these pants, I am of the opinion that they owe them all of the profits from making these pants plus punitive damages and, you know, just some extra for being jerks. Uh, Busy Peach said remit all revenue from any sales to Phi Beta Sigma. I think that's a good idea. Um, good hair, good body said, money, she gave me $5 signs, okay, just show them the money, Busy Peach said, agree, all right, 
So we are all under the agreement that Ralph Lauren owes something to Phi Beta Sigma. Now, what they owe Phi Beta Sigma, that remains to be seen. Hello, Mahogany Joy. Um, I don't, uh, we have to find out how many pairs of these pants were sold. Wondering Through Life said they knew what they were doing to cultural appropriate, it's cultural appropriating because they have the letters. They need to file a suit. Um, wondering Through Life, according to my friend Kimberlyn Faulkner, who is a Zeta, she said that Phi Beta Sigma issued a cease and desist. Busy Peach said punitive damages too. Mahogany Joy said, oh, hell yeah, yo. <laughs> yes, we are talking about Phi Beta Sigma. So, for those of you who just came in, Ralph Lauren stole Phi Beta Sigma's um, letters, changed the colors, and put them on some pants and tried to sell them in France. They got caught, and they took them down. You cannot find these pants anywhere anymore. But I want to know, um, Kimberlyn Faulkner said, part of Profits, full apology, and invest in the scholarship fund. Okay. Mahogany Joy said, I feel like they did it on purpose. A lot of you feel like they did it on purpose, and I don't disagree with you. I think I don't necessarily think it's a matter of malice. I think people just like to see what they can get away with. You know, there's that saying, it's better to you know, beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. And people would, would rather just go out there, see what sticks, and they're, they're like, well, we... <sighs> Hold on, guys. Someone is calling me during my show. I cannot believe this. Pepco. Hold on. All right. Okay. Sorry about that, Instagram. Um, the electric company was calling me, but I'm going to call them back after the show. Um... What was I saying? I was saying. Um, yes, not when trademarks and copyrights are involved. It's not like Phi Beta Sigma is some fly-by-night organization. Hi, Cal 30 Wilson. Um, Phi Beta Sigma, I, I am not well-versed in Black Greek history. I don't know when the organizations all started, but to my recollection, the majority of them started in the early 1900s. Am I right or am I wrong? Please let me know those of you who are in black Greek organizations. Um, and, oh, you, I was talking about what they can get away with. Yes, a lot of companies are not necessarily out here, well, I'm just going to steal this because, you know, I hate y'all. A lot of them are just like, whatever, I'm, I think this is cute, I'm going to use it, and I'm going to see, you know, if I can get away with it. And if you're a company that has a lot of money, you know, you can take those L's because you have that financial cushion to make it up. Yes, Mahogany Joe, they use the Mason's G2. They just changed it to a P. Um, so we will wait and see what happens between Ralph Lauren and Phi Beta Sigma. Um, we have someone who said that they should give uh, punitive damages. Phi Beta Sigma started in 1914. Kimberlyn Faulkner said that they should have to issue a full apology, give part of the profits, and invest in the scholarship funds. I think that's an amazing idea. Uh, good hair, good body. It said it's like Madonna and Lady Gaga stealing Grace Jones's style. Mmm. Um, uh, oh, founded January 9, 1914 at Howard University. Thank you for those facts, Kimberlyn Faulkner. Um, Mahogany Joy said, which is why it's so crazy. Their own labeling and institution secret societies, they damn well knew. Ah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You are Ralph Lauren. You are in the fashion industry. The fashion industry is constantly coming after people for trademark and copyright infringement. Why would you do this to yourself? You set yourself up, okay? 
All right. So that was the Phi Beta Sigma um, story. Please send that to your Sigma friends. Let them know. I don't know. Write a letter to your congressman. Write a letter to your chapter leader. Something about that. I don't know how black reorganizations work. Um, yes. <laughs> but that was a good one. Before we move on to our next story, I want to remind you guys. Uh, I have my uh, business startup basics video uh, training on sale it is the top of 2020 a lot of you want to get those businesses started and you don't know where to start i have an entire video training that is on sale right now for 15 dollars that i'm not 15 19 it was 59 and i changed it to 19 so it, the business startup basics it is on sale for 19 dollars if you sign up for the vision board party you get the link to the $19 product. So I want y'all to go sign up for the Vision Board Party. Get your $19 Business Startup Basics video training so that you know how to step out in these business streets with some confidence, okay? All right, so let's move on to our next story, but we have a comment first. Hi, so Rap 21 uh, Latanya Williams said, um, it's, it be abuse. They know most people can't afford to fight them on copyright infringement. Yes, a lot of big companies will go forward with, you know, infringement because they know that a smaller company does not have the money to wait them out in court. That is a very good observation, LaTanya. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, so good luck to Phi Beta Sigma. Now moving on, um, is anybody here like a nerd, nerd about like genome sequencing and like mapping DNA and things like that? Um, if you're into that kind of science-y stuff, give me an S in the comments for science. Or, oh, no, give me one of those um, test tube emojis. Give me a test tube emoji if you like science-y stuff having to do with DNA and things like that. Okay? Uh, and while you do that, I'm going to um, let you know about this case that I found today. So there is a company called Omniome Incorporated. Okay? Uh, they um, came up with a patented... DNA technique, which was a way to resequence your DNA. We hear a lot about resequencing DNA to prevent diseases and things like that, and kind of like, you know, designer genes like that. Well, this company developed their own patented DNA technique. Now, when we say patent, hi B, when we say patent, a patent protects an invention or a method of doing something. So if I invent, I remember when I first started my business, I met a young man who had a method for making faux locks look real. And he wouldn't, thank you for the test tubes. He wouldn't tell me how he did it, but that was his patented secret. And, I t and he was having hairdressers and studio owners all over the place offer him, they were like, name your price, but show me how to do this. And I said, don't you sell that method. That is something that you should patent because that is something that you have done. It is a unique, it is a unique method of doing something and it is useful, right? So a patent protects your invention or how you do something. Now, on top of having this patent for this DNA, DNA technique, they also wanted to trademark the name for the, um, the, the technique. Yes, Busy Peach, like sister locks. Very, perfect. So, um, here's the thing. Their name for this technique, excuse me, was, hi Dolores, their name for this technique was sequencing by binding, and they submitted their trademark application to the USPTO office. 
Now, when I think sequencing by binding, I don't necessarily think of any particular company. And neither does the USPTO because they denied this application and said that this name that they were trying to trademark was too generic, particularly for the industry. You are in an industry that resequences DNA. You play with DNA, you move it around, you do some funky things to it, and you're trying to name your particular process sequencing by binding. That does not set you apart from another company, right? High 38 records. So the USPTO denied the trademark. So their patent is still good. So the method that they are using to sequence this DNA is still protected. The problem is they need to come up with another name to trademark for the, the patented sequence, okay? And I picked that case because I, wanted, I, I thought it was a great way to show you the difference between patents and trademarks. Patents protect your inventions and the way that you do things, things that are unique and useful. Trademarks protect your brand in the marketplace, okay? All right. So do we have any questions about that case, about um, Omnion Incorporated and their, their sequencing by binding being denied by the USPTO. Do you think that the USPTO got it right? Or do you think that the USPTO should have given them a chance to explain themselves? What do you think? Would you have denied this application? Okay. Uh-oh. We only got two more cases. Um, we're going to go a little bit over 9 o'clock, but that's okay. Hi, Not Your Average Ben. How you doing? I love seeing your kiwi. She's such a cutie. Um, all right. So I think that we can move on to our next story. Want to remind you guys, go sign up for the virtual vision board party that is happening January 19th, Sunday, 5 to 7. We're going to have a great time. Um, moving on to the next story. Does any, has anybody here ever been to a comic book convention or comic con? If you have been to any type of comic con, give me a CC in the comments. Um, I would, I'm gonna put a CC in the comments. I went to the Baltimore Comic Con a few years ago, and I went to another Comic Con that one of my housemates was, um, speaking at. Thanks for the CC, Ben, that one of my housemates was speaking at last summer. Not yet, Mahogany. It's so much fun. You gotta go. It's like the perfect place where you can wear a costume and not be judged, which is why I go. <laughs> but, um,. I don't know if you guys knew this, but did you know that the term Comic-Con is trademarked? Hi, Remy Reem, 1015. If you knew that Comic-Con was trademarked, give me a yes. If you did not know that Comic-Con was trademarked, give me a no. And while you do that, I'm going to let you know why we're talking about Comic-Con. So there is an actual organization called Comic-Con International. They are a non-profit organization. Thank you for the yes, Busy Peach. Um, they are a nonprofit organization. They are in charge of putting on the San Diego Comic-Con. They have several trademarks. They have the trademark to Comic-Con, Comic-Con International, San Diego Comic-Con, Anaheim Comic-Con, and Los Angeles Comic-Con. Thank you for the end, Alva Scott. Um, here's the thing. Comic, now... Comic-Con International understands that they can't manage every Comic-Con, right? However, they are very particular about who uses the term Comic-Con for their events. 
basically comic-con international wants you to at least give them a heads up before you go trying to trademark your event as a comic-con and they have um filed suit against several different organizations that have been trying to throw their own comic-cons and we have a current case of that right here um now there are two um gentlemen who are the owners of wizard mag and wizard world does anybody know what that is I'm assuming that's some kind of game or whatever, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever. The owners of Wizard Mag and Wizard World, they um, tried to file a trademark for something called Ace Comic Con. So they were trying to start their own um, comic convention uh, and, and they filed a trademark for it. The thing is, they didn't go to Comic Con International and ask them if they could use it. So Comic Con International... Basically, is like, um, this is our thing. You can't just put Comic-Con in your name, right? So, this seems to be just an issue of Comic-Con wanting people... Oh, um, hold on one second. SoRap21 said, my brother went to Wizard World in New Orleans. Oh, so it's like a theme park? Let me know what it is. Um, yes. So... Comic-Con International seems to just want people to at least acknowledge that, you know, they are the queen bee when it comes to Comic-Cons and that you have to give them their due if you're trying to use Comic-Con in your name. So Comic-Con International has filed suit against Ace Comic-Con. So my question to you, ladies and gentlemen, is how do you think that this case should play out? Do you think that um, that Ace Comic-Con is going to have to come off with some money do you think that, you know, they're just going to, Comic-Con International might just be like, you know, at least, you know, acknowledge us? What do you think um, should or, or might happen in this scenario? Because Comic-Con's only issue um, is basically that Ace didn't come to them first. So Rap 21 said it's basically Comic-Con. Okay, all right, so people dress up and you got panels and things like that. Um, all right. So what do you think should happen with Ace Comic-Con? Should Comic-Con International just, you know, let it go? <coughs> should they just let it go? I personally don't think that they should let it go. When you have a trademark, it is your duty to protect it. Sometimes people go overboard. We have talked several times. Hi, Nikki and Jen, Jenny, take Callie. We have talked several times about... Um, monster energy drink and how they sue anybody and everybody who try to use any version of an M in their logos. That is going overboard. However, it is their right because they own a trademark for a very stylized M, right? Um, now, yes, you do have companies that go overboard like Monster and they try and bully people, but when you have a trademark, it is your duty to defend it. Otherwise, there is the danger of it becoming generic and you will no longer have that special protection for it, okay? All right. So we are moving on to our last story. Um, but before we move on to that, I want to know if you guys have any questions. And we're going to do a few minutes of Q&A at the end of the last story. But do you have any questions about the Comic-Con uh, debacle? <laughs> what y'all think? What y'all think? Ooh, ooh. What y'all think? Um, all right. While we wait for your questions, also want to remind you, go, uh, go schedule your coaching sessions for 2020 to get your business formation strategy in place. 
Um, bookings are open, ladies and gentlemen, after January 15th. So if you're really trying to be serious about your business in 2020 and make it legit, go set up your coaching session now. You can find the link at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All right. So we are on to our last case. And this is another paparazzi case, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who are new to the live broadcast, we talk a lot about paparazzi here. Paparazzi have have a new um, trend where they sue celebrities and brands for posting pictures that they took. Um, for They sue them for posting it on their social media, okay? Um, and this is another case of Ariana Grande being sued once again. She's being sued by a photographer who has sued her several times. Um, there is a photographer. He is an official paparazzi. His name is Robert Barbera. He has taken pictures of tons of celebrities. He actually sues a lot of celebrities. This is a way that, that, um, photographers are making money now in Hollywood. They find celebrities who post their pictures without permission on their, on their social media. They sue them for copyright infringement. And a lot of times, because these celebrities don't want to deal with the legal battle, they will just pay them ten, twenty thousand dollars to go away. That seems like a lot to us, but to somebody who's like on a world tour and got millions on millions coming up, it's probably just easier for them to break them off, you know, ten, twenty thousand, and they go away. However, Robert Barbera is always here with his hand out. He always has some type of lawsuit filed for copyright infringement. The problem here is that Ariana Grande may have really stepped in it. So Robert Barbera has sued Ariana Grande before for posting pictures that he has taken of her on her social media. Sometimes she fights it. Yes, girl. Sometimes she just pays him off. Um, I think he sued her three times before this. Now he's suing her because she posted a picture that he took of her with a sweatshirt from her sweetener tour and she had posted it in her Instagram stories, and she said, swipe up to get the look, okay? Now, usually when celebrities are posting pictures of themselves that they find and post them on their social media, they post it because they think they think they're cute, not necessarily because they are trying to sell something, right? However, this is a direct ad for Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande is saying, hey, I got merch for my tour, Go get it. Swipe it up. You want this sweater that I got on? Go swipe up and get the and you know and get the sweater. Now, this photo was taken by Robert Barbera. Um, so Rap Twenty One said, "Can you sue someone for taking an unauthorized photo?" Not really. Not really. Unless you're a celebrity, because there in some states there is a law called right of celebrity. But if someone takes is like if I'm out in the park just chilling and somebody takes a photo of me, I can't really do anything about it. Um, Busy Peach said, hmm, she's trying to monetize using his images. Might be a problem. Soul Rap 21 said, can she sue him back? Well, that is a tactic that some celebrities are trying to take. We have talked about Bella and Gigi Hadid. They have been fighting these copyright infringement cases from these photographers and claiming co-ownership of the images because their argument is that I am the subject of this photo. If I was not in it, there would be no photo. Therefore, I have ownership rights to it. So that is the argument that some celebrities are raising. 
Whether or not Ariana Grande is going to do that in this case, I don't know. However, the fact that she is using this photo to sell her tour merchandise might be a problem. So what do you think is going to happen in this case? Do you think that, one, do you think that Ariana Grande will fight the case? Do you think that she will just settle with this guy? Or, yeah, those are the two options. Do you think she's going to fight the case, or do you think that she's going to settle with this um, with this photographer? Busy Peach said, that's smart. The Hadids aren't giving up that money so easily. That's right. I want my shmoney. Um, so, what do we think is going to happen between Ariana and Robert Barbera? Like, this guy, he's, he's I want to say he's come up in our stories at least five times. Um, yeah. What do y'all think is going to happen with this Ariana Grande case? Do, do, do. Hold on a second. Ah. Okay, sorry, y'all. Ooh, okay. Is this frozen? Instagram, can you see me? So Rap 21 said she's going to pay him. I think she's going to pay him too. She's paid him before. And the fact that my Instagram is freezing. And the fact that she is not. See, Toby thinks that she's going to pay him too. The fact that she is using these, these photos to sell merchandise is is not looking good in her favor. So we will have to wait and see what happens between Ariana and this guy, Robert Barbera. But if you're in Hollywood, look out for Robert because he's out here taking pictures of y'all. <laughs> and he's got the copyrights to fight you. All right? So those were the end of our story. So do we have any questions about the stories that we covered today? We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers and his trademark of It Feels Great Baby. Uh, we talked about Phi Beta Sigma and how Ralph Lauren tried to jack their uh, their Greek letters. We talked about Omnium and them trying to tr- trademark their DNA sequencing um, method. Uh, we also talked about Comic-Con, and I didn't know that Comic-Con had so many trademarks. Um, and we also talked about Ariana Grande being sued for copyright infringement. Thank you, Busy Peach. I really enjoyed the talk. And thank you to all of you people who know, you know, all that history about black Greek life because your girl don't know. Um, yeah, so do you have any questions about the stories that we talked today? I will take questions for the next three minutes. Or if you have questions about business, about your business, about the vision board party that you should all be coming to, we're going to have a great time. Go sign up, linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Um, this is your time to ask those questions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow at 8 p.m. on time because the electric company will not be here. Uh, again, I apologize for being late. Um, I had work done, which caused a fuse to be damaged and the power company had to come out and fix it like right before the show was supposed to start. So that's why we're on later today. Um, but yeah, do we have any questions, comments? Get your last, you know, your last comments in here. Um, yeah. Y'all all good? Y'all good? We had a great talk today. I am so appreciative of your participation, of your energy. Y'all are fantastic. I could not ask for a better audience. Um, we will be back here tomorrow at 8 p.m. Um, be good to yourselves and make sure you get a lot of sleep. 
Make sure you exercise, eat well, treat your body like the temple it is. All right? Good night, guys.